It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about a heart full of thankfulness. Thank you for joining us. This is Evelyn Davidson, and this is Love Talk. And today we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving and how important it is today with the beautiful, beautiful, and happy ladies. Love ladies. Love ladies. Hello, (laughs) Miss Evelyn. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater. So great to be in studio with you today as we look forward to Thanksgiving love talking and love walking. And this is Kathy and DeBrock. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, friends. We're so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this lead up to Thanksgiving has been just such a blessing for you. Um, And thanks for joining us on whether you're listening on 101.1 FM, 1120 AM, or whether you're live streaming at thebridgeaustin.com or joining us from our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. We're just so glad to be with you today. I just burned my mouth off on my um, on my drink. Wow, that it's like Thanksgiving. It's it's coming fast and furious and high, coming in hot, right? <laughs> Before we know it, it is going to be here. So much to be thankful for today, friends. Thankful that every single one of you is listening to us today on Love Talk. This Thanksgiving is the last Thanksgiving of this decade. That is so hard to believe. Where did the last decade go? I mean, I would definitely say thankfulness is in the air. And and as you would say, Evelyn, Miss Evelyn, thankfulness is in the air and on the air. As we get ready for today's program, there is so much to be thankful for. And we're especially thankful for all of our Love Talking friends joining us and for sharing life with us each week as we enjoy this journey that we're on together, friends. It's a Thanksgiving is a wonderful national holiday with deep historical roots in the birth of our country. And it, it centers around this essential principle for love talking and love walking and for living well. And that is being thankful. Mm-hmm. And so as, as Coach Carey said, it is the last Thanksgiving of the decade, and so it presents us with a great opportunity to look back to the start of this new century and millennia and decade and remember how God has been faithful. Ooh, how faithful. <laughs> I guess over the last, you know, this decade has been spent raising kids. Yeah. You know, from um, elementary school years to now Two high schoolers, and Kath, you have a college girl that's getting ready to take her final exams. Uh, how are things going? Well, we've gone from diapers to dating in this decade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm afraid I better not let it last my life. <laughs> to driving oh, to, to dating. driving to dating. Yes. That's true. We have a rule in our house, too. Our girls' chagrin is that they're actually not allowed to date until they're 16, and so, and that's only group dates, so there has to be multiple oh. boys, multiple Girls, so maybe not from diapers to dating in a decade, but maybe like a decade and a half, I suppose, just to not give any of our friends the wrong impression. But yeah, so I, you know, my first daughter in college, um, this is our first Thanksgiving in a new home up in Boise, Idaho. Um, first Thanksgiving, not to have all of our girls together, oh. you know, it's just so hard. For her to fly all the way up, you have to take two planes to get up to Boise, Idaho. There's no nonstop direct flights from Austin. And so it's, she's just going to be spending Thanksgiving with her grandparents. But it's going to, you know, oh. it's going to be a little bit lonely, like something's missing around the Thanksgiving holiday. Our uh, middle child, Jordan, was uh, FaceTiming with Aaliyah, our college student, saying, well, maybe we could FaceTime and just put the monitor on her place at the <laughs> table. <laughs> 
You know, life changes uh, with every century, and it's hard sometimes, but other times it's the joy of just knowing the Lord Jesus and following him and being blessed by him. We are so greatly blessed. Uh, you know, I just look at you beautiful ladies and think, my, you know, in my 90 years almost, I got a lot of wrinkles for the days that I have. <laughs> Worked and you know it's okay. Uh, we have so much fun on uh, uh, Love Talk, and this is an anniversary uh, month for us for 35 years. I, you know, I loved all of October being able to celebrate that 35 year anniversary and the incredible um, just big article ad ad that came out in the Statesman mm-hmm. and being able to do um, the 35th anniversary show live on Saturday, October 26th. That was such a joy and so neat to do. It's been such a while since we've done live radio. Mm-hmm. It was such a great month. There's so much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving as we look back over this past decade. And, you know, I love our key scripture for this program because there's something, sometimes you need something to anchor your, your Thanksgiving. You need something to anchor your thankfulness that no matter what circumstance you're in, you still have a, a reason to be thankful. And our key verse comes from Psalm 107, the very first introductory verse, verse 1. So Psalm 107, verse 1, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And that forever means for your every circumstance, for what has been, for what is, for what will be. His faithful love is enduring through it all. And that's a great thing that we can be thankful for. You know, it's easy to get caught up this time of year in the busy, right? Because things seem to ramp up. You know, you're thinking about, Christmas already, even though it's Thanksgiving, and things are just a little bit busier with end of school kind of things and tests and basketball games and uh, trying to organize family. And if you're in a blended family, how all that's going to work with the moms and the dads and the grandparents on all the sides and how you're going to make things work in your family. And Kathy, you mentioned a very interesting word. In the opening, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving and love talking and love walking, but you said thankfulness is in the air, and we're talking about Thanksgiving. I mean, is there really a difference between thankfulness and Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, you know, it. There, there it's is important a for duty. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> you know, I, this is the way that I think of this: is that thankfulness originates in the heart and it mm. ignites your spirit, and then you overflow into thanksgiving. You know, thanks, thankfulness cannot be seen or heard, right? No one knows if you're thankful, but if you, when you express it in thanksgiving, it becomes a light for others and it becomes a joy for yourself. So we could say thanksgiving is an expression of our thankfulness. And, um, you know, I love how, how thankfulness really impacts the heart and it spurs a person to the outward expression of, of thanksgiving and praise and, and um, and Thanksgiving really satisfies the soul and energizes the spirit like nothing else can. There's this incredible psalm. You know, we our key verse came from Psalm 107. And if you go further down in that psalm, verses 8 through 9, it says, Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he feels he fills with good things. Oh. And you know, it's so easy, Carrie, for us to be thankful in the good times, but we have to ask ourselves, is 
is thankfulness, is being thankful only for good. Can we be thankful only for good things? And, you know, when you go throughout the Psalms, I love that King David wrote so many of these Psalms. And he went through some horribly difficult times when he was hiding out and on the run and had very little to eat. But if if you look at the Psalms, there's particularly Psalm 100, Psalm 136, and Psalm 138. Um, King David recognized, and this was before he was king. This was when, um, at, in some of these, when he was just plain old David, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he recognizes that all has been given by God's hand. And so David gives thanks to God in times of success and in times of failure, um, in, in times of abundance and in poverty. So, you know, he it doesn't, you don't have to have a lighthearted cheer. You can be t- in times of deep struggle and still have thankfulness. And you know, Evelyn, I'd love to ask you, because you've been through so much, your life has been so rich and such an incredible journey. And, you know, as as being your co-hosts and our Love Talking Friends, we get to hear about so much of your journey mm-hmm. throughout your life. But as we look back over through this last decade, is there anything that you are thankful for now that you were not thankful for while you were going through it? Well, the, I guess the, the pivotal point in that, in my opinion, as well as... Uh, vans uh, is with Thanksgiving. Um, when I was 50 years old on my birthday, uh, the night before, we, I was in the hospital, and uh, four doctors came in and said, uh, uh, we, we've done all the testing, and the only answer is um, surgery. And it turned out I had um, a very rare form of uh, nipple cancer. And so it, they took both breasts. And I was so weak uh, for for months. It just, I, I, one solid year I sat, we lived on North Cap Mountain and I had a, a game table behind the living area and with windows and I could look out over the bridge. And uh, for one solid year I sat there every day and tried to think of something new to be thankful for. And you know, it made a come, it made an impact on my life that has never changed. Mm. You know, we, it, Thanksgiving comes for Thanksgiving. And so we can't just say, well, thank you, Lord, you know, and then leave it at that. We've got to be able to report for duty every day. And Van had some problems with that. And, uh, you know, sometime when we're taping, I will, I will tell you about his problem with it. But it took a year for him and a, I mean, a, about 18 months for him and about a year for me before we could get past that point of feeling robbed and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, injured and unneeded. All those emotions come together when you have a great need. Mm-hmm. But we learned a very important concept, and that is it's joy. Jesus over you is joy. So that's, uh, you know, when I look back, it I measure that time to the time today. When, you know, getting close to 90 years of age, I've got age issues. My memory's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> and I can't bend over a lot, you know, and scrub the tile. Uh, but God's provided Oh, darn. Things. <laughs> uh, I said, oh, no. Can't, can't, can't scrub that, that tile. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I used to be a really, well, I always kept a model house because Van was in the real estate. And when it, we got flooded the second time up in, uh, at the lake, uh, we moved, we moved into a, a house that we were just going to live in. Took a week to restore the lake house. Well, we found out it was so convenient to live in Austin. <laughs> uh, but you know, looking back on those times, there was a motive 
under God's mercy and grace for everything that he provided for us. And my, my number one goal was to be joyful, to mm-hmm. be joyful. Be, let Jesus be over you in this mm-hmm. and don't smother yourself with what you think you've got to have. And it's, it's hard to do some days. It's hard to do, but it's, it's a workable plan for God to implant in our hearts and our lives so that we can do it. Can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that your thankfulness, Miss Evelyn, originates in the heart. When we return to Love Talk Friends, we'll continue to, to talk about this Thanksgiving, love talking, and love walking. When we return to Love Talk, right after this. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock on Love Talk. Thank you for joining us, and happy Thanksgiving, friends. It's coming up this week. We uh, hope that you're looking forward to it as much as we are. We've been talking about thankfulness and Thanksgiving. And, you know, I just have to, I, I wrote down, Miss Evelyn, what you said when we were going out. You said, don't smother yourself in what you think you need. And, friends, just remember, God knows what we need, and he He has promised to provide it. And as we go into Thanksgiving, we can be thankful, and we can feel joy. That is Jesus over us. And I, I just love that, that there is there's an anchor that we have that we can have thankfulness well up in our hearts and um, put a fire in our spirit and just overflow into thanksgiving. And that is that we can give thanks to God because he is good and his faithful love endures forever. And Carrie, I want to ask you the same question. You know, in this last decade, can you, is there, can you tell a story about a failure or heartache or a time of poverty or struggle that now looking back on, you can say, yes, I am thankful for that. Absolutely. Um, well, it kind of, began in 2005 when I left college coaching for the first time. Um, You know, I left in 2005, and for five years I was able to stay at home with my babies until 2010. And during that five years, you know, my sweet husband was uh, working, and uh, he was working in a job that he didn't love, and it was a struggle. And we look back on those times in those five years, and we think, how on that amount of money did we live? I mean, I guess it was just simple times, you know, diapers and walks to the park. Like that's <laughs> basically what it was. And it was such a joyful time. But in 2010, God provided me the opportunity. In 2010, we just looked at the finances and we looked at everything that was going on and just his general, um, my, my husband's just general unhappiness with his job and and we said, you know, maybe I need to start looking for something. And out of the blue, a former player called me and said, hey, coach, the job at Southwestern's open again. You need to apply. Mm. I was like, what? So the last thing I wanted to do was to go mm-hmm. back to college coaching. Kathy, I think I even called you. Um, I called some friends, and I just got on my knees and prayed, and I was like, Lord, I have these babies. I, I, I just want to be with my babies. I don't mm. want to recruit again. I don't. I don't want to go back to college coaching. That's that is that is huge. That means I mean my daughter was going into kindergarten, but my son no, my daughter was going into first grade. My son was going into kindergarten, and the Lord just kept telling me over and over again, Carrie, trust me, Carrie, trust me. And I I just thought, okay, well I'm never going to get the job again. I mean they're not going to hire me again. I've been out of college coaching for five years now. I've been doing other forms of coaching. Um, and coaching select ball. So I was still doing a lot of basketball coaching. 
but I, I, it was on my time, right? I, I made that schedule. And um, I just kept hearing the Lord say, trust me, Carrie. Trust me, Carrie. I know you think this is not what you want, but trust me. Well, long story short, all of those pieces fell into place. The Lord orchestrated. He dropped that job in my uh, lap. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get excited about it, ladies. I, I was like, really, Lord? Okay. You keep telling me to trust you. And I distinctly remember my first day back on campus, I took a walk around campus, and I saw a mom pushing her baby stroller down mm-hmm. the sidewalk. And I busted into tears. Mm. It's like, Lord, you've given me this new job. And I'm sad. I'm kind of heartbroken over it. Help me find the joy in this because there are mm. hundreds of people who would love to have this job. You've, you're blessing me. I, 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 I understand that. I've got to find the joy in this, though. Because I wanted to be pushing my babies down the street in the stroller. And I just kept hearing him tell me over and over again, Carrie, trust me, Carrie, trust me. And I did. And, of course, you know, I worked so hard during those five years that I was back at Southwestern. And I said, okay, Lord, you've given me this. I'm going to make the best of it. All right, here I go. And after that day, um, I was so thankful to have that job, to be able to support my husband and to be able to um, support his endeavor to find something new. Um, And my babies were fine. They were in school. They were fine. And they loved coming to the gym after school. But that was a heartbreak moment for me that I just had to ask the Lord, show me what you have in this for me because I can't see it right now. I do love coaching, but help me to see all the good things and he did and he turned that heartbreak into thankfulness and and into an incredible thanksgiving and oh friends let me tell you he blessed that five years oh immensely blessed that and I I mean he just said trust me and I did and um what a great time of thankfulness that was for me now Kathy what what about you well now at the end of those five years that's when you got the NCAA Coach of the Year award which right. I mean coaches will work their whole career and never get that I mean that's like the coveted mm-hmm. Coach of the Year that's. Well, it was, again, the Lord just blessed that time. We were able to win a conference championship. I was able to um, make relationships with young women that, I mean, I still have today. I'm going to a wedding, you know, um, in a couple of weeks. I'm just so excited about, I'm so thankful for those relationships that led to just a beautiful outcome. Um, And, yeah, the Lord immensely blessed that. I, I love hearing that because, you know, friends, you could be going through your greatest struggle right now and just know that in time you could be so thankful for this struggle that you're going through now and so I mean you know I think knowing that it helps us to be thankful in the midst of it when we go to the Lord with the struggle with the with the difficulty with the heartache with the failure with the pain and knowing that he is a good God and he is singing over us and we can trust him through it we can be thankful for that um, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll share with you if we're all kind of getting on the hot seat here. Um, there's Eric has had this friend. This is a story of, of a friend, but we were so much a part of it that it just has really impacted our lives. And, you know, I, I kind of have the tissue sitting right next to me, friends, so I'm going to try and, and kind of share this with you uh, without the tissue, but, but we'll see. Well, so um, 
Eric in this corporate position, he, um, you know, has his peers and he has these men who he he mentors. And one of them, uh, his wife was diagnosed with cancer. But here's the thing. She was misdiagnosed with the wrong form of cancer. And she was given drugs that actually made the problem worse. And so Mm. she was having a a terrible reaction to this wrong medication. And so they they stopped treatment with the local Austin hospital that they were going to. And they actually went to MD Anderson down in Houston. And um, so this gentleman was calling Eric and and we were praying for them and they weren't they weren't Christian. And so, you know, Eric was kind of um, walking through this with him and in one other gentleman who Eric knew they were walking through this with this gentleman and um, and helping him at work as well, helping him to cover meetings. And um, anyway, so they they went to MD Anderson in Houston and the doctors evaluated her and um and 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 correctly diagnosed the count the cancer and said look if your wife if you had not brought your wife when she did and she had continued with this incorrect medication inside of three weeks she would likely have died and so they had to have surgery but they couldn't have surgery until she had recovered from the drugs that had been given to her and that were in her system and um, so is this long process where we're, you know, praying for this couple and um, walking through this with them and not only cancer, but misdiagnosed cancer and bringing her to the brink of death. And so she eventually had this surgery that she needed at, at, at MD Anderson, went on a very long treatment program. And because of all this time that they had to spend down in Houston, because they're an Austin couple, the husband bought them a little condo that was right next to MD Anderson. And, um, you know, all this time. He's calling Eric, and, and Eric and I are praying for them, and, and Eric's walking through this with them. And I, I, I want to get long story short here because, you know, there were so many ups and downs. But throughout this treatment, um, throughout this horrible ordeal, this friend who was not a Christian pressed into these two friendships that he had with these men who came and walked alongside of them, both of whom uh, were Christian men, and, you know, one being Eric, my husband. And so this man became a Christian, and his wife, after all this treatment, is now cancer-free. Mm-hmm. And this condo that they purchased in Houston, rather than turning around and selling it now that they're through this ordeal, they now use it as a ministry to other families who are fighting mm-hmm. cancer by offering them a place to stay right next to MD Anderson mm-hmm. and sharing their personal testimony of God's faithfulness, taking them through this horrible struggle. So and they both find Christ? They both found this? Christ through oh. this, you know, going through this process because, you know, there were men that were willing to walk beside him mm. and, and you know, provide the, that listening ear, provide that encouragement to pray with him. It's You know, it's amazing when you actually go and pray with someone who doesn't know the Lord and allow them that opportunity to feel that peace amidst the struggle. And so, you know, looking back over that, I would say seeing God's faithfulness and being able to witness it through this really terribly difficult journey that was filled with, with heartache and physical pain and, and really oftentimes these creeping feelings of complete hopelessness mm-hmm. or, you know, helplessness um, that we had the we had the privilege of being a part of it and seeing God just um, being so faithful to this man and using 
this horrible situation for his good. And it really reminded us both, Eric and I, to hold on to the right perspective of what God will do when we yes. trust in him. And I just there's a verse from Isaiah 30:15 that just resonates over and over with me. It's in quietness and trust is your strength. And so, you know, friends, we have to press into God and his quietness of spirit when our insights just want to sometimes rage or scream or or lament. And we have to choose to trust God, especially when we're we're fretful and all we want to do is find a way to fix it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're in unfixable situations or what seem like unfixable situations. But I'll tell you, when we're still and we're quiet and we trust God to bring the outcome, he will give us strength for the journey. And so I'm 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 so thankful for this. And it just fills me with Thanksgiving when I review this. And um, friends, I'll tell you, we have so much to share with you for this Thanksgiving. You know, you can look back over the last decade and see how God's been thankful. And looking back and being thankful is a good thing. But can we look ahead and be yeah. thankful? We're going to talk about that in our next segment, friends. You're going to want to stay with us. How do we? How are we thankful for something that we have not even received and don't even know if we're going to receive it? Can we be sure of these things? Stay with us when we, we're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with you after a short message. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. Here on The Bridge, you have found Love Talk and the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader with my very, very amazing friends, Mrs. Evelyn Davison and Mrs. Kathy Enderbrock. Great to be in studio today. Looking forward to this Thanksgiving. We have... We're talking about Thanksgiving and thankfulness, and Miss Evelyn, you keep mentioning joy, Jesus over you. You know, I lost my dad uh, this year, oh. and at his funeral, I was able to give the plan of salvation uh, through this word joy. Um, my dad was the guy who always had the big smile mm-hmm. um, countless times. Over the summer, people would say, but your dad's smile, your dad's smile and his graciousness. And there were a lot of people at that funeral that uh, he went to a boxing class uh, for Parkinson's <laughs> patients. Oh. And a lot of people, uh, his whole class was there, um, many, many people. And I know that a lot of those people don't know Jesus. And so I wanted to tell them why my dad could go through this horrible disease and yet still have joy, J-O-Y, Jesus over you. And I got up there and preached a word, Miss Evelyn, Kathy, and I, I was so filled with thanksgiving at that point. I mourn my dad. Of course I do. But in that moment, at that time, I was thankful for the life that he had lived and shown so that I could use that to tell other people about Jesus. And, um, man, I, it, it was such a blessing to be able to do that. So I ask you, friends, this Thanksgiving, what are you looking forward to? Are we looking back or are we looking forward? You know, the first Thanksgiving proclamation was made in 1789. It was about 13 years after the birth of our nation by President George Washington. And he called for the people of the United States to all unite in rendering unto Almighty God our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country. 
So a lot of times at Thanksgiving, as we should, we look back and we reflect and we remember just like I just did just now with my dad and through our stories that we've told on the show earlier. But have we ever thought about looking forward? I know my dad was looking forward. He was looking forward to meeting Jesus and he was looking forward. Are we looking forward or being thankful for those things that are to come? I know that sounds kind of weird, right? Like, um, I don't even know if I'm going to get that job. And I don't even know if I can make that test score. And I don't even know if my kids are going to have a good year or if I'm going to go to that Bible study. I don't, I don't even know what's coming around the corner. But can we... Look forward to a gift we haven't received yet or a hug that hasn't yet been been given. How can we be thankful for the future when we don't know if there will be a tomorrow? You know, can we be thankful for tomorrow when tomorrow hasn't happened? Kathy, Evelyn, have you guys ever thought about it like this? You know, looking forward, I, I think I would. So this would be what I would pose. I would ask, how sure are you that you're going to receive something tomorrow or at some time in the future? Because if you're certain that you're going to receive it, I think it's only right that you would be thankful for it today, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's this in Hebrews chapter 11, so that's over in our New Testament, God commends all these people throughout history who were looking forward to something that they had not yet received, something that had only really been promised to them. And in Hebrews 11, verse 13, um, it says that there, that these promises, that these people saw these promises from a distance and greeted them or received them joyfully. And so I think when God promises something, we can absolutely be thankful for it in the now, in the present, because we know that God is a promise-keeping God. And You know, God is the only one who can promise something for the future that we can be certain of and be thankful for in the present. So, yeah, I I would say Thanksgiving is is not just something for the past or present, but Thanksgiving can very much be applied to the future. I mean, Evelyn, so I would ask you, is there anything that you are thankful for today that God has promised for your future? I think... The Word of God, the Bible, um, is the greatest gift that God's ever given me. And I have a library of Bibles. Mm-hmm. And, then, then, and I got, have covers for them. Van says, what? Is it green or purple or maroon this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not the purpose. Uh, but the thing that has absolutely astounded me is how God uses things in our life to reveal to others who he is. Because mm. people will say, Evan, how in the world are you going through, you know, this or whatever, whatever. And I say, you know what Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says? Mm. Call on me and I will show you great and mighty things which you have never seen. I wore that scripture out when I was 50 years old, when I, right after I had the mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And Van was so sad and all that. It was, he was sad. And he told me that night before he left the hospital, I said, I, we, let's just thank the Lord that he's got an answer for this. And I don't feel thankful. Mm-hmm. And it took him, I said, well, I'm sorry, because the joy of the Lord is our strength, honey. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joy of the Lord is our strength. So as he left, he said, well, it's not mine. I don't have joy. One year later to the day, he walked in the house and we lived up on Cat Mountain. And he said, well, I got it. <laughs> and I said, you got what? <laughs> he did all the shopping. He said, well, you know, you told me this come out time that I would have joy. And he said, I got it. <laughs> oh. uh, it took him a year to work through all that and to see how faithful God is. Sometimes we don't have joy because we've not trusted him. You know, I love how, you know, Van, there is nothing fake about no. that man. No. And, you know, friends, I think that's a really great lesson for us. We don't have to be these fake Christians with a mask on. Mm-hmm. We can tell God, I do not feel thankful. I don't know. How do I feel right. thankful? And when we are upfront and honest with God, I think he's able to do these amazing things because he's not in this struggle to try and rip the mask off of our face if we'll go to him being genuine and, and, and pure-hearted and truthful in these things. Carrie, I, I would love to ask you this same question. I mean, what is there anything that, that you are thankful for that has, God has promised for your future? Uh, you know, absolutely. It's, it's amazing to think about it like this. And as... And as we, as you wrote this show, Kathy, and I was reviewing it, I thought, wow, that is an awesome way to think about things. And God gives us promise after promise after promise after promise. Miss Evelyn just quoted Jeremiah 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, a hope. And a future, a lot of people use this verse as a prosperity gospel. That's not what it's saying. He's saying that when you put your trust in me, now you have a hope. Now you know what your future holds. And that is heaven, friends. He's not talking about earthly things here. He's talking about heavenly things here. I think something, you know, that I think about quite often too, Kathy, is I see people like Miss Evelyn and other amazing mentors of the Christian faith that walk, breathe, live, ooze Jesus every day. And I wonder, do you ever get weary? Does it ever, do you ever go, okay, Lord, am I really making a difference? And in Galatians 6, 9, it says, let us not grow weary of doing good, (laughs) for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. What a promise he has given to us. Because I know that there's times we just go, Lord, I feel like I'm trusting you and I feel like I'm doing these things. But Lord, help me. And he says, oh, hang on. Don't grow weary. And boy, that is something to be thankful for, to look forward to. Thank you, Jesus, for upholding me every day that I don't have to grow weary when I know that in due season, We'll see the things that we have sown, so there's no reason to grow weary. What a promise mm. that is for us. Uh, you know, it, it, Thanksgiving is such a blessing. And even as the Bible closes in Revelation 7:12, that's the last book of the Bible. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. These are not wimpy words, girls. (laughs) Those are big words. These are words of affirmation 
all glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength. All of those things, he says, will be given. God will give those to you forever and ever. Amen. Wow. What an absolute blessing. Kathy, what about you? We don't have a whole lot of time left in this segment, so maybe set it up for us. Okay. Well, I, you know, I love that verse in Galatians because Thanksgiving is all about a harvest, right? Uh, and yeah, you're going to get something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you take your basket. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, it's what we, we don't have to, if, if maybe we are not seeing the bounty of the harvest right now, we can continue to do good because we know God promises that mm-hmm. harvest. And I love that. And, well, I tell you, my I guess my thing that I'm really thankful for that is God promises for the future, it has to do with his forever love. And um, mm. I, I'd like to talk and maybe walk us through this principle because it's kind of been a life-changing principle for me to really get my 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 mind around this idea of forever love. It, it's not just that God's love endures forever, that he's a loving God forever, but he is a forever love for me forever. Mm. And forever doesn't start in the by and by. We're mm. in the forever. It starts now when you accept Christ as, as your savior. You get to engage in that intimate, loving relationship. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about this. Uh, thanksgiving for thanks living and, and, and love talking and love walking during this beautiful season of thankfulness, friends. We're going to hear from a word for amazing sponsors. We're so thankful for them. And um, you can rely on them if there's something that you need help with um, in your yard, in your home, at um, in your life. Listen to these sponsors. Uh, we just love each and every one of them. And we'll be right back with you after a short word from them. Stay with us. Awesome. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You found the love, ladies. What? A glorious time we are having today. Love walking and love talking about Thanksgiving um, and what that really means. Miss Evelyn's just dropping knowledge on us in here today. Um, I just I, I feel like I need to go back to all my previous notes, Miss Evelyn, and just write down all the knowledge bombs that you have <laughs> dropped on us because. You just, not only do you have a way with words, but you just have a way of explaining things that I think is so uh, relevant and touches my heart like I can't even tell you. Thank you. You asked early on, you know, how I started, and we're, you know, hopefully we'll talk about that later. But it was uh, a pastor called me and asked me to come in. He was doing news every day at noontime. And he wanted a woman's point of view on something. At that time, I was discipling 12 men (laughs) uh, that came out of a a group. We had one of the first um, mm, coaching things in Austin. I actually was counseling. And we we were trained, you know, for entry. And um, it was an amazing thing. He... He had heard about me, and he invited me over, and that's how Love Talk for Love Walking was birthed with Dr. Buddy Hicks. He died, he died a couple of years ago, but well, it, it was unexpected. Well, that's oh. how you... <laughs> well, wait. I, 
I turned that, I turned my phone off, but it didn't go off. Well, this is like one of the first no-nos of radio is to leave your phone on. And, you know, Carrie and I are always so concerned that we're going to leave one of our technologies on or something like that. So, Miss Evelyn, when I, you do it, it just brings me joy because I think, I, I, thank I, you, Lord, that it yeah, was I am, not me. I am you've not done perfect. It. We are thankful. The hardest thing I deal with the other day is that um, cell phone. We are thankful for technology yeah. uh but not during during radio right right there but you know miss evelyn you have been in radio for so long and um just the talking about those humble beginnings and being thankful for that and thankful that you got started uh in radio is is so amazing today you've said things like you know don't smother yourself in what you think you need Press into the Lord, and He's going to show you. Um, and He He's going to say, "Just trust me. Just trust me. You will be thankful later. You will be thankful later." And Kathy, you know, we said early on that thankfulness originates in the heart, and I really think that is the key. When it doesn't come from the heart, it's not genuine, and there's not a genuine thanksgiving that comes from that. I don't think we can give thanks, you know, give it away until it comes straight from the heart. Mm-hmm. And that comes from knowing Jesus. And so, you know, Kath, before the break, we were... Just kind of bantering about about these things to be thankful for in the future, and you said forever love. Walk us through that. I, okay, so you know, our, in our in our key verse for today's program, it's Psalm one hundred seven one. And friends, I hope you look that up before the end of the day today. It says, "Give thanks to the Lord for He is good; His faithful love endures forever." And so, when I first came across that scripture, I'm like, "Okay, God is forever love. God is love. That's that's wonderful." But when I got my head around this and my heart around this, that faithful love is for you and that faithful love is for me and it is a forever love. And so that's a future for everyone who is in Christ. Our future is a forever future with a loving God and we call that eternal life. And so I am thankful for that. And, you know, there's this misconception that good people go to heaven and bad people go to (laughs) hell. Um, And that's not what the Bible teaches, right? The truth is that saved people go to heaven and unsaved people go to hell. And there's only one person who can save us. There's only one who claims to be the savior of mankind. And that is Jesus Christ, the one and only. And so if you love Jesus and you begin a relationship with him, that relationship continues past death into into eternity. And that's a forever future that begins now. And this truth is just so amazing. And, and I realized this when I looked at the, the thief on the cross next to Jesus, who was being um, crucified because of all of his wrongdoings. I mean, he was a thief and he continued in this lifestyle. Um, and, you know, but on the cross, he accepted Christ and he trusted Christ. And Christ said, he didn't say, wow, I wish you had gotten it together before then because you don't have any good work. be a washcloth. <laughs> but, you know, what Christ said was, you know, I'm going to wash you clean in these last few minutes before you pass from this 
physical life to another, you're going to come into eternity with me. Mm -hmm. And that just opened my eyes to this loving, intimate relationship that Jesus (coughs) offers us. Absolutely. It's it's interesting that we talk about the words saved and unsaved. And friends, if you don't know what that means, and Kathy's explained it beautifully there, it just means that there's only one way. And I think, Kath, that this trips up a lot of people. You know, our culture and our society says, um, oh, but there's this way. And, oh, if I'm a good person or, oh, no, I, d- I, I believe that there is a God or that there's many gods. Um, and I, there's your God is one of many gods. And so this is a sticking point for a lot of people. And, friends, if that is you, if you're like, I just don't know, like, that just sounds very exclusive. That does not include everyone. And I'm about including everyone. I would encourage you to turn to the book of Romans. I would encourage you to walk through that book um, and see what the writer of Romans says about salvation. And you'll see that this book is infallible. The Bible is infallible. It has people have tried to prove the Bible wrong uh, countless times, thousands and hundreds of thousands of times. They've tried to find a way to disprove the history that is written and they can't do it. They can't do it. They keep coming back to the same conclusion that this is real. And so if this has been a sticking point for you, if you're saying, I don't still know about this forever love that you're talking about and being thankful for it, I think I can find that somewhere else. I would encourage you to go to the book of Romans and look through that as you search for answers about the one and true, one and only true God. Well, and I think one of the things that we're going to discover when we do just enter into that really intimate relationship with, with Jesus Christ is that thankfulness now it does not depend on our circumstances you know just like uh in david does in the psalms that we can give thanksgiving in good times as well as through struggle heartache difficulty and pain and that thanksgiving is not just for the past not just to be thankful for what has happened in the past that has turned out for our good that you know where god has promised that he will use all things for our good But we can also be thankful and give thanksgiving for our future. I just I think that thanksgiving recognizes the past works of God. It rejoices in the assurance of his promises for the future. Your whole heart is transformed. Your perspective is transformed. It's just an amazing thing that happens when you enter into that relationship. Well, you know, it is exciting uh, to know that um, the Lord Jesus provides Mm. I mean, he's like, he's got the, he's paid the price already. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 100. It says, on your feet now, stand up and applaud God. (laughs) Bring a gift of laughter, sing yourselves into his presence. And then it says, enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him and worship him. For God is your beauty, all generations in love, loyally, always, and forever. Mm. And that's that one where it says, Enter his courts with thanksgiving and his gates with praise. But I love this because it says, On your feet now. you got to get up and get after it. So that's my comment today. If you don't have joy, 
get up and get after it. I love that verse. Enter his gates with thanksgiving thanksgiving. and his courts with praise. I just want to draw, because this is, I'm going to go back to where we started at the beginning of the program. Carrie, you said, is there a difference between thankfulness and thanksgiving? God does not say, enter my gates with thankfulness. He knows what's going on in our hearts, but he wants that to strike a fire in our spirit and have it come out in thanksgiving. And and there's something about thanksgiving. It it becomes a light that leads others to the goodness of the love of God. And so, friends, I think this is why Thanksgiving is such a key holiday. It's not meant just for us, for us to reflect and be thankful, but it is meant to be a light to those around us. And this is why I love that back in 1789, when George Washington made this proclamation of Thanksgiving, our country was a light on a hill to the nations of the world, that we were a thankful nation. And when we have friends come to our house, when we have family, that Thanksgiving that you express, that you share, it becomes a light for all those who enter through your front door. We are disciples of Jesus Christ, and that's what we're called to be. We have the power and the call on our lives to be thankful in every situation and in every season of life. The stories that we've told today, friends, they're real. They happened to us. We were a part of them. We experienced intense grief, intense heartache, and the Lord worked at those hard, hard situations for good. And that's what he can do in your life today. If you're not a disciple of Jesus Christ, say yes today to the God who was, who is, and who is to come. He desires to be, he desires to be the God over your was, over your is, and over your is to come. That's what he wants for us, friends. If you don't know how to do that, call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. We'll walk you through it. We'll send you a Bible. And, you know, again, go to Romans. It's a great way to look at what God has in store and how you can become a child of his. Eternity can be yours, friends, today. God offers you that. And your life then your thankfulness can come straight from the heart so that then you can be able to give it away in thanksgiving. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. For my colleagues, Miss Evelyn Davison and Kathy Innerbrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. We love you with the love of Christ. Until next time, take care. Ooh. Oh, that was good, good, good. Oh. I love-